Blog Talk Radio. Redskins fans, are you tired of the shill with no thrill? The hype of the believe that falls on deaf ears? Do you want a Redskins podcast where the hosts say, fuck your feelings? Then prepare. They sure do. But we don't want this corny ass intro anymore, so let me just go ahead and step it up a notch. It's your boy, KG Skin 26 You also know me as Keith. Maybe you do know me, maybe you don't. Uh, right now, I decided uh, on the last minute, why the hell not? Let's hop on and try to do a live uh, podcast here and uh, see if we get some folks involved. Uh, I actually have absolutely nothing on the table except for maybe some uh, draft discussions as uh, the current draft is going on. Um, I also have on the line with me uh, our boy, uh, Zeke. What's up, Zeke? Go ahead and shout out your uh, Twitter handle, too. But what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. Good. Chilling. Uh, the Twitter handle is ZZZ underscore E-K-E. Nice, nice. Everything is good hey, over here, so- man. <laughs> Yeah, man, no, that's that's definitely good to hear. Hey, listen, you know, uh, I know you've been on the show, you know, a couple times. We kind of, you know, sort of know each other uh, with the back and forth and all of that. Um, truthfully, this show here uh, is kind of just a, uh, a test. Um, you know, we're going to go live, maybe take some, you know, take some calls here and there um, to add to the discussion. It's probably going to be a little rough at first, uh, being that I've never done this before, uh, you know. And, and, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, man, um, we're just going to, you know, Zeke, we're just going to pretend, uh, you know, man, that we're sitting at the bar uh, chit-chatting about, you know, the shit that's going on right now. Um, I know a lot of us are pretty excited. Um, So with that being said, man, uh, Zeke, give me your thoughts first of all, on uh, yesterday's draft pick. Now, before you do that, though, uh, I want you to start. I want you to rewind your timeline, right? Now, this is going to give me enough time because i got to shoot all this out on Twitter. But rewind back to your timeline, kind of, when we found out that we got the number two pick. Um, What did your timeline look like on Twitter um, about this pick? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, I – for the most part, I really didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it other than, you know, what I was, you know, everybody's tweeting stuff. So anything that you might miss looking on your own, somebody's damn sure going to be tweeting about it. Uh, so I, you know, I, knowing that they, uh, you know, the, the high value on that number two pick, I, you know, I think we all, we talked, we talked about it not that long ago when, uh, you know, we, I mean, we literally like three weeks ago, we, we were texting and it said, yeah, they're not trading out the pick. It's going to be Chase Young. It feels like it's pretty much a lot done deal. So 
if he's e- if if he's even you know seventy five percent of what all these quote unquote experts think he is, and I yeah, it's a main no brainer. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't, you know, disagree with that. Um, I just find it very interesting, you know, when you rewind, you know, our timeline, you know, uh, back to when we found out we got the two pick, how wild uh, it was out there um, in Redskins Twitter. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Sure the all, other... it, but that doesn't even matter about that, you know. It's always wild. Oh, yeah. Well, of course it is. Of course it is. But now we're we're right back in the same position that we were uh, in 2012, um, you know, but this time we didn't have to, you know, give away the farm to uh, get to the number two draft pick. We actually earned it with our awesome three and thirteen record. Um, so, you know, we're sitting at the number two pick, and it was uh, pretty. Uh, I would say across the board, it was pretty much we want Chase Young, we want Chase Young. Um, I'm not even going to sit here in front and act like uh, I knew everything that there is to know about college football and. Uh, Say that man, I followed this uh, this young man through college, and and actually, you know what he's capable of doing. I had nothing. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm sure a lot of other people had nothing either. Uh, my thing is, is I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering why uh, in the past you know few months uh, why Redskins fans were not 100% sold that we were on Chase Young. And uh, they consistently talked about, you know, drafting back. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, like, I guess, uh, I mean, I felt, I mean, obviously, like, you know, they they had to at least listen to what offers could have been. But, uh, you know, the trade back thing, you know, if it was the, the only way that I felt like I me personally would be happy in a trade back scenario was as long as it, it 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 involves them staying inside the top 5 and that obviously wasn't going to happen so you know i the and and i don't know there's a lot of good points made on this and that and everybody's got an opinion and you know it is what it is we're all you know rooting for the same thing at the end of the day and it it can be wild but uh i you know just I like I, I like everything about it, man. As far as just you know, mainly because it's, you don't hardly ever see or have drafts. There's certain players that, but you still have you know people that are like you know have different rankings. Like the top five is always usually close to the same, but you know it, it, you hardly ever see it where it's like unanimous across the board that this kid is the best player in the draft. So you, when you have all of that and you know how valuable that is in itself to be sitting there behind Cincinnati, who was obviously taking the quarterback, you know, it was the, the catbird seat. The, the season sucked ass, but thank you, Jay. Thank you, Bruce. Everybody was, everybody was kind of a little upset about the no second round pick and bitching about Bruce Allen. But uh, without those two ass monkeys, we wouldn't, wouldn't be sitting at the number two spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely don't want to go backwards and talk about Jager, and I'm so glad that that whole entire mess is uh, completely gone. Um, you know, and I will ask you here in a little bit uh, your thoughts on, you know, Ron Rivera. Um, but uh, getting back to, you know, uh, the, the whole draft and the number two pick and the, you know, selection that we have, um, I'm just real interested to see now at this point, um, 
you know, of course, Redskins fans were all excited. Uh, we finally have ourselves a uh, pass rusher that, that we believe, you know, could be a I, – I, yeah, I don't even want to say it. I'm not even going to say it. We have a pass <laughs> rusher that can dominate in the NFL, um, you know, that has the ability to dominate. Um, but I did raise a question earlier today on Twitter because uh, where I see uh, it heading next uh, is if Chase doesn't perform – um, in the sense of uh, racking up stats, um, what do you think the fan base is going to react? Let's say, you know, hypothetically, he only gains, you know, five sacks for the year. Do you think that the Rans- uh, Redskins fan base is going to turn around and say, uh, you know, he's a bust? Uh, on, uh, well, may, I mean, be. You know, there's definitely going to be – there's definitely going to be – there's, like I said, there's it, – it, I've tweeted you know, in the last weeks, but, like, it really doesn't matter what's happening in the NFL calendar year. It's, you know, very, very rarely do you have a – you know, see the fan base you know, completely, you know, on one side or the other. So, it's uh, – I don't know. It, I mean, it's fun to get on there and talk, but sometimes it can be exhausting when you – you know, seeing the same stuff being repeated over and over again, and and it's uh, if 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 Chase Young, you know, and of course, yeah, like I think because of, and it also depends probably, you know, like somebody like Simmons, who you know, Brandon was, you know, really, and he sold me on him early. Like I, I was cool with either one of those two guys. I really was, uh, and but I, I wasn't gonna be upset one way or the other. Like I, like I, I kind of leaned Simmons more, but. That I, I knew that wasn't going to happen. It was obvious what was going to happen. You know, they, they weren't going to move because nobody, you know, nobody was really going to come up there with, you know, I, they t- I would like to hear what the Atlanta trade was. I know, calculated on it, but I, I, I have you seen anything on like, have they what what the offer was from Atlanta? Uh, no, um, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I did see what you were talking about. I have no idea, man. You know, with with, with that situation, I kind of just, you, you know me, man. I, I, I said I, I'm bailing out of the Trent, Trent you know, Williams situation. I, I've, I've raised questions today because uh, it's not necessarily that I want to engage, engage in conversation with folks, but uh, I do like reading people's opinions, and I, I do think, you know, I don't have to necessarily engage uh, just to get other people's insights, you know, on that. But I've been so burnt out with it. So um, I have no idea, none whatsoever. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't uh, I don't have much, I, you know, to Trent talk about, you know, I know that there was some stuff being floated around on Twitter yesterday that, like, it, and, you know, by Trent, Trent was gone and everybody, the Instagram post, people were just, you know, or Thursday night, I guess, I mean, Wednesday, whenever the Instagram post and everybody was convinced, you know, like there was tweet after tweet of everybody just, you know, connecting these dots and, you know, and like I, I mean, it's not necessarily, it wasn't necessarily a good look, but, you know, things can so easily be taken out of context on Twitter. You know what I mean? (laughs) Did you just ask me that question? I did. And I, I was actually kind of serious about it. Is JP Finley going to jump out? Is, I wonder if JP is going to jump out of the bushes in this uh, on this on this pod air. 
um, I think he's actually doing his own pod right now. So uh, chances are we're probably only going to have about uh, maybe three to five listeners, and I know two of them are my cousins. So I don't know if you have anyone listening or not. So My cousins don't have internet. <laughs> my cousins oh. don't have internet. We're good. Okay. So our three listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, things being taken out of context on Twitter? No. Never. <clears throat> Yeah, man, people jump, try to jump to conclusions really quick on stuff, and I've been guilty of it, too. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that, I, you know, like, I've been guilty of it, too, but, you know, sometimes, you know, people really do read stuff, like, or see something out of context, and, you know, they pass judgment on it, and they're only viewing it one way, and it's from their vantage point, not me or, you know, me specifically, and, you know, I try to make sure I understand, you know, that I know where I'm coming from if I comment on something because I don't want to step on any toes or, you know, have anybody all pissed off at me. I try to keep it, you know, I don't, I'm trying to stay out of the, the Twitter trouble. Well, we all know I'm the complete opposite in that. Sometimes it goes my way, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but maybe, maybe if we want, we can get into that later. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um but anyways, um, you know, it's funny that you bring up Trent because obviously that was going to, you know, be another discussion of ours. Um, I really thought Trent was going to go tonight. Um, I really thought there was going to be some kind of trade put down. Um, n- just no inside information or anything like that, um, even though I know some people that, you know, would be listening would be laughing, saying Keith ain't got no inside information. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you, but you do. And it's funny. I know it's funny. Uh, it's not, it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's definitely true. The chirp chirp tweet is not, not just you pulling shit out your ass. So, uh, definitely not. Uh, the only problem is, is, uh, the minute, the minute that I've misinterpreted the information that's given to me, which, uh, um, has happened, um, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm wrong, people definitely let me know about it. But you know what? That goes with the territory. Uh, at the end of the day, I've Absolutely. always said I've never cared. Yeah, and I, I've always said I've never cared about being right. Um, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It is what it is. I don't hide. You know, people, you know, still mention me. People can still trash me. It's fine. I'm big boy. I can handle it. Um, you know, but also the way I work, and I'm sure as you know, Zeke, um, the minute I'm right, I damn sure let everybody know about it too, though. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, it goes with the territory, you know. You just uh, you know, I I mean I'm I've I've always been I, if I have I, if I've had a very you know vocal opinion about something on Twitter and and I'm and I'm wrong, there's been multiple times uh, you know that I've tweeted and taken my L, you know, like I. Yeah, you got to be uh, – you can dish it out, but you got to be able to take it. And, you know, that that's what makes it fun and the banter, the back-and-forth stuff because, yeah, you you know, you, you'll go, you'll go and, and do the key thing and, you know, say something, you know, halfway slick, you know, slick stupid. And, and then, you know, the, then it's like, you know, you start getting the bites and people start coming all sideways and it's just taking it way too seriously. But it's – it's been entertaining during this crazy quarantine, COVID, you know, we're all wearing masks, you know, deal. 
Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I, I think that that's why I decided. You know, I know you and I had been talking about it. Um, you know, Brandon's been you know talking about it too. Um, but Brandon has a oh, yeah. uh, ton of yeah, he has a ton of ideas um, that I think are actually uh, pretty cool ideas. Um, you know, on oh, platforms I love that he wants. To... I love Brandon. He's the best. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude is absolutely 100 uh, percent informative um, on the X's and O's. I mean, from college to the NFL, exactly. guy definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, he's picked up his niche, you know, on Twitter. He uh, he definitely understands uh, engaging with folks, um, you know. But the difference between him and I are uh, a lot of the times when he when he is set on something, so like for instance, we all know his uh, gig was Isaiah Simmons. He was actually a hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I you know, I was I was right there with him too. Like I like I said, I mean, I was you know, I was fine either way. But like, yeah, I mean, I liked it too. But yeah, that was his guy. He he was that that he was he was Isaiah Simmons' biggest you know cheerleader fan in the draft lead up, and it I mean is. He and his, his opinions are, you know, I value him because he 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 comes at you with, like, he not just gives you, you know, you know, the finished product. He explains how he got there, and that, you know, some people just have one-liners and they try to be sarcastic or be witty and try to catch a laugh, ha ha ha, whatever. But he he's always informative. You're right about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was his thing. Um, you know, he was pretty set on Isaiah Simmons, but he'll also be you know, the one to tell you, too, that maybe he stuck by Isaiah Simmons so much was because uh, everybody was so sure about Chase Young. And I think that his vision is, is he wanted the fan base to kind of open their eyes to other players and potential things that could happen, um, you yeah. know, and I mean, you know, truthfully, and he knew deep down inside, Isaiah Simmons wasn't going it too. Um, but again, he—I I think this season was a little bit weird, uh, especially for folks who like to talk to X's and O's about, you know, players. Is um, it was a lock that Chase was at number two, so it was kind of hard. Well, it was a lock. It was always a lock. But you know how the fan base is—they come up with their uh, theoretical uh, trade situations um and then of course that goes on and on and on and on um so it was a little bit different so in order for him to get out there and engage with the fans and you know talk about things that he's interested in um he kind of stuck with the Isaiah Simmons because he, he did he wanted people to open up and not be so sure about you know Chase Young um which right. I think was you know I, I think it was a brilliant, you know, brilliant standpoint as far as engaging conversation for sure. Um, you know, but because uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Brandon's one of those guys where I'm not into college. Uh, I don't really follow a team. So, you know, my college knowledge is even worse than my NFL knowledge, if that, you know, tells you anything. Um, so, you know, I really – I can really rely on, you know, Brandon. uh you know, to kind of school me on things that I need to know, um, you know, before we talk about things. But, you know, Brandon's, you know, platform and his vision is, uh, you know, he definitely wants to do something, you know, similar to Zoom, um, which I do agree. I think video is a good way to do podcasts uh, so that way people can, uh, you know, get get a visualization, you know, of others um, as well as when they're listening. Um, it could go either way, you know. So, you know, 
we're definitely, you know, in the three of us and anyone else, you know, who wants to to join in on these uh, on these calls um, can definitely, uh, you know, or on the show can definitely, you know, I, I want to bring, you know, a multiple amount of people. I want people to to be able to to give their thoughts and opinions. So, um, oh yeah, you know, it's good fun talk. to add 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 a, add another little dynamic to it, and not just me and you trying to hit on all the things that, you know, that are happening right now as far as the NFL and stuff. And, you know, I you never know. I mean, there's still a good way to go before we're done. Like, you know, I just don't like compensation and know that, you know, if nothing else, he can he can play this year and, you know, walk. And you know the Redskins would get a you know we'll at least get a third round. You assume would get a third round comp pick for him, you know? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I, I'm like everyone. We'll else. see. I'm over it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. Else. It is what it is. Yeah, they, they it, it would be better if they would just go ahead and make it get a resolution. And if it's a fourth, if it's a fourth, so be it. Whatever. They've got two fourths anyway, so. You know, it's not going to – the way I look at it, let, getting Kyle Smith, you know, more more bites at the apple has been very good for for our uh, youth movement on our squad. Because I don't – like I said, I mean, it's, it's a young team and talented, very talented players, you know. And the, the, the thought of the defensive line, you know, and having health at the ro- – that, that four-man front, that rotation is going to be like – you can't – you absolutely cannot double-team everybody. And we know how how Ionitis how and Payne are in the middle. Allen, Allen like, I mean, he's, he's, he makes impacts too, but Sweat was starting to really, you know, make some splash plays there, you know, look, looking pretty good and the reason why they jumped back in the first round to get him. So, add Chase Young to the mix, and it's going to make the linebackers better going to make secondary better because if we can have an offense that's efficient and we get teams in like you know make like a 10 nothing hole or you know a couple two or three score hole and force teams to have to you know throw the ball i mean it that just seems like that the defense is going to be that front with jack del rio and ron rivera man i'm god i'm so excited for that like we legit, legitimately, be you know in the discussion front, front four in the NFL. That that rotation that we've got is very very. I I just don't think like the whole rebuild thing. I was I've kind of hated seeing rebuild stuff on Twitter because, you know, I, it, there's a lot of solid young players that got playing time, and you know hope hope it's it's quarterback hopefully. Everything continues to ascend with the quarterback, like we saw going down the stretch when he got hurt. He was, you know, the wins weren't coming. Lucky for us, but you know, the kid was playing playing good ball. I mean, he made some pretty ridiculous throws that, like, you know, okay, man, that's that's a next level throw. Like that, you know, that's not, you know, Kirk Cousins ain't that shit. And yeah, I did mention him because, you know, why not? Why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, well, we know I'm not going to get on the 
Kirk Cousins talk, but no, I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, you know, oh, hey, Zeke, by the way, n- not to interrupt uh, the conversation here, um, just to give you a heads up, uh, I'm actually locked out of my Twitter, so I can't tweet out that we're going live. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and and, I'm, and be... right now, I'm I'm actually on my phone and don't have, you know, like, I I don't even know if I could uh I don't know if I could uh pull it up right now while I'm while we're on here and doing this right now. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> well, I can tell because uh your your line was actually going in and out at times. I mean, and not too bad. But you know, listen, it, it it's the first one. Um <laughs> we're gonna have some technical difficulties. Um it was actually Yeah, yeah, yeah. Least yeah this, that it, I expected it, was least that I expected was to be locked out you know, of, the, of the, the account, but you know, it is what it is. Like I said, well, um, but what I did do just to give you a heads up, which someone called in and then they hung up, uh, I guess it didn't get to him quick enough. So to give you a heads up, what I did was, is, uh, uh, just tweeted out the number, uh, let them know we couldn't go live, but if they wanted to call in. Um, so as I see, uh, numbers come in, man, I'm just going to, you know, pull them in, ask them who they are. And, uh, Really just uh, did you, trying to do the same that I did with you. Just ask them, you know, so far what do they think about uh, the draft. So we'll see, you know. But other than that, right on, uh, uh, did, you, they, did you – were you able to get the uh, – sorry, man. Were you able to get the uh, – did you – the number tweeted out? Yeah, I tweeted it out. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah. well, man, yeah. hopefully – I mean, somebody calls it. Like I said, it's – it's uh, this is like uh, – uh, you know, off literally, like, hey, you want to do one tonight? Yeah, okay, let's do it. And so, yeah, we it it if the more we do them, the better we'll get at it. Like, you know, get used to the little bit of delay and trying to, you know, make sure not to, you know, cut 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 each other off and all that. But we we've done it a few times now together, so we I feel like we're we're pretty good with on that as it is to begin with. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, no doubt. And like I said, uh, really what I had told, you know, folks earlier that were even interested in listening, um, you know, that, uh, you know, we were going to go live. But, you know, I kind of knew it was going to be, you know, tricky as, uh, you know, we've never done actual live um, and taking calls. So, uh, anyways, I just tweeted out. So, as they call in, if they call in, uh, it doesn't look like people are currently rushing um, you know, to give us a call, but the, the option is out there. So, uh, I may pull someone in, um, <laughs> as we're talking and we'll just kind of see how it goes. But other than that, uh, you know, yeah, I want to get back yeah, sounds, to, sounds good. I want to get back to, um, I don't remember cause we kind of have been, you know, jumping around, uh, you know, the, the hypotheticals, um, with, uh, you know, Chase Young, cause they kind of did it with Montez Sweat and you mentioned Montez Sweat earlier. Um, Montez Sweat actually had a – when it came to stats, he was pretty quiet on the sack front. Um, you know, like I said, being that I, you know, didn't take any time to do some research and we decided to hop on here quick, uh, I believe first half of the season he had four sacks, and I believe uh, uh, towards the final games he had a, a three-sack game. So that boosted up his total to seven. Um, that I do know. Um, and, you know, w- with that being said, uh, it, it, it did make his stats – look more but I'll tell you you know I was one of the uh, uh, folks on there that was kind of you know making fun of the idea that 
well, Montez Sweat uh, is not living up to his hype. Now, that was probably ignorant on my part, you know, because, again, stats don't necessarily always tell the story. Um, You know, on-field presence, you know, usually does. Now, my hypothetical that I put out there earlier today was, you know, if, if, uh, you know, Young doesn't get, you know, the sacks that people think they should, and I'll bring up another tweet from a radio station. Um, I'll bring up another, you know, tweet. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 add that in there too. But uh, you know, the truth and the reality is, is there are fans that are out there that that think like that. You know, that if his stats aren't stacked, then you know he was shit for the rest of the year. Um, and you know that's or, or they'll call him a bust, and that's not necessarily the case because uh, I think when you look at the big picture, uh, you would actually have to look at the totals from the other uh, you know linemen to compare their totals from this year to last year. Um, because truthfully, those guys, I think, are the ones that are going to prosper. Their stats are going to increase. They're going to be getting, uh, they're going to, you know, be getting more pressure, more, you know, more sacks, you know, potentially on the other side, you know, based upon Chase Young's presence. Um, honestly, I've talked to other people, especially uh, close friends of mine who, you know, obviously I'm in Eagles country and they'll tell you, um, you know, uh, he's, Text me last night, and the first thing he said was, uh, "Young's going to be a problem for Wentz. Well, he's going to be a problem for the, you know, the NFC East. Uh, that's that's the projection. It's just one of those, you know, at what? And that's what I think we need to see, because um, truthfully, we're looking for we're we're looking for a quarterback killer. I mean, we thought we were going to get that with Kerrigan, um, and instead, Kerrigan kind of was like the almost sack leader." Um, I'm not going to go negative on Kerrigan by any means, um, you know, because I think he's been good for our squad, but uh, I feel like we're going to have the next big conversation at the end of next year is, was Chase Young a bust? What do you think? You know, look. I don't always think that, ten, like, there's going to be people that, you know, 10 to 15 sacks and believe it's possible. And, you know, and, and it could be. You, I mean, it, like you said, everybody, all these different talents and scouts and, you know, checks that, you know, out here, he's the best prospect. This year, he's the best prospect. Last year, and they're talking like one of the best, you know, prospects in the last 10 years. So it's, pretty unanimous of what he is and hopefully that translates on, you know, in the NFL and, but yeah, we'll just see how things go with this new coach. These guys. The is going to be, Outstanding. I'm carrying that. Oh. Hey, Zeke, I don't know if you can hear. That, I don't uh, know if you can hear me. You got a pretty bad connection at the moment. Oh, really? Up. No, it's all good. Hold on a second here. All right, I can kind of hear you better now. Yeah, it's man. That's because that's because you're out because you're out in the middle of nowhere in Farmville. 
Oh man, I'm I'm out here in the middle of God's country. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'll find like I get spot like you know like I said it was last minute and I was uh, watching the draft over at my cousin's house and his yeah his his phone service here is just terrible in this area. But like I said it you know we we've basically decided this was going to happen kind of later on. So it was like, well, I'm here. Hopefully I, he can hear me. Am I, am I good right now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Nice. All right. Yeah. Uh, not Kerrigan being in the room with, with those young, those young pups, man, that that's what I was talking about. Like it's good for him, you know, to be in there, the whole veteran, you know, Good, good influence and type deal or what? Not that these kids need it. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, if you follow all the quote unquote cliches of the NFL, everybody's always likes the the savvy veteran to help school up the young guys to be in the same room when they're you know doing installs and all of that. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I, I actually, I, I thought you were going to jump in. No, no, no. I just got a little edgy because I'm like, uh oh, he dropped. Um, so nah, man, it's, anyway, yeah, it's, it's so yeah. I, I, I apologize, man. It's you know, no, like I said, good, kind of last minute. No, no, no. Everything's last minute. I am, I, I am out here. I am out here in the in the in the sticks right now. <laughs> no, it's all good. I actually may not even post this this one. Um, but, you know, we can definitely, I have no problem, you know, doing a redo and hopefully I can, you know, get it to go live, but yeah. And I, and um, if, if, if you want to do a redo tomorrow, dude, we can do a redo tomorrow and I'll make sure I'm like, I'll get on a damn landline. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we'll, you know, do definitely do a, a redo. Um, I okay. still, if you still, if you have a little bit of time, though, we can keep going because I haven't decided that, you know, I may post it, you know, because truthfully, you know, dude, things like this is going to happen, and uh, I, I, I'm a lot more comfortable with, um, you know, this scenario than I was, you know, the previous times that we've done it. So, and again, too, like we're not professionals, so I'm not really giving a fuck what anyone says, to be honest with you. So. Uh, this type of shit's going to happen. And, you know, I, I may just put put it out there and let people listen and, you know, hey, maybe we can, you know, regain this uh, conversation again tomorrow and and uh, see if we can get people involved. Um, I can tell you right now, though, yeah, I don't want to say that this is the reason – I don't want to say that this is the reason why people aren't calling in because people may not be calling in because they don't fucking want to. But uh, a tweet just went out <laughs> saying um, – and this is why – this is by our, uh, our guy, Jay Seals, who uh, everyone knows uh, drops a lot of, you know, nuggets. Um, oh, man, he, uh, uh, J- Jason is Jason is, is one of the OGs, one of the Twitter OGs for me. Like, I've probably been following him the absolute longest. <laughs> and, and he, yeah, like, man. you know, follow, he, followed, he followed me back a while ago, man. He's a, he's a great guy. Yeah, definitely a good guy. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, he just tweeted out that the Redskins are trying to get back into the third. Um, uh, oh, boy. You know that, yeah, obviously uh, their uh, second pick, um, I'm not sure that people are going to be happy. I actually haven't checked Twitter to even see. Uh, oh, what, what about uh, the, 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 the uh, running back receiver? Yeah, Antonio Gibson. 
from Memphis? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I don't know if you heard it or not, but uh, Lewis Riddick, like, went on, like, a little mini, like, rant about how great this guy was, how awesome he, like, talking about his skill set. He can line up all over the field. You know, that he like, he was, I mean, he was very, I mean, very passionate about that little rant he had about it being a great pick. So, I honestly didn't, you know, really look college stuff leading up to the draft. I just I would read articles or listen to videos, different guys podcasts, stuff like that to catch up on stuff. Because you you know you're on the if you're on the timeline daily, you're not going to miss anything. People are tweeting it, so it's uh, like I'm okay with it, man. You know it's a it's another slot weapon and another weapon for Dwayne. Uh, I know there's some people that wanted an offensive lineman. I, Josh Jones, I believe, was you know still available there. So, but hey, they, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. And I was just uh, scrolling down, and there is uh, two people. They're actually recording their podcast now, which I think is funny. You know, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to give them a shout-out, too, uh, in the event if I do end up uh, sending this out there. Uh, Bros on the Warpath uh, podcast. Um, Got you. Two guys. Yeah, two guys on Twitter. I'm sure they follow you, too. But um, two guys uh, that wanted to start doing uh, they reached out, you know, um, you know, ask me some questions, and you know, to be honest with you, as we all know, we're not perfect at, at at doing this. So for them to reach out and ask questions and kind of get some insight, I thought it was pretty cool too. So, um, you know, and I, I'm not necessarily, and I know you aren't either. Um, truthfully, at the end of the day, if people want to listen, they will. If they don't, they don't. Um, I'm not going to, you know, promote it uh, like I was before. You know, I'll put it out there. If people want to listen, great. Um, you know, obviously, you know, going live is, you know. Uh, important and I got to figure out how uh, I can get better at that. But anyways, um, I know we're jumping. Yeah, that's definitely going to be the way to go. Like that'll, that'll, that'll absolutely set, set it apart from, you know, and I know some people have like, they'll have like special guests on their pod. So they're, you know, they're putting in the effort to, you know, put a good, a good product out, so to speak. And, you know, there, there's some good ones out there and, you know, I've like, I, I have no doubt in my mind, you know, that we can't have, like, having the option where we'll have people calling in and, you know, getting in the conversation with us, is it, it'll be, uh, that'll be fun to do. And, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of people, like, you know, I'll, I'll promote the hell out of it myself on my time, but I, you know, there's a lot of, you know, really awesome Redskins fans that I, I think that'll probably give it a listen, so. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. We'll we'll roll with it. We'll try to get we'll get better at it as it goes. Yeah, I I mean I think the 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 idea and my my vision, um, you know, is just to get people involved. That's all. You know what I mean? You know, we we all interact on Twitter because we you know we're passionate about the things that we talk about. Um, so to have the ability to you know, bring people in into the conversation, I'm all for it. You know, like I said, I mean, there might be a day where there'll be three of us on here. Um, but anyways, dude, it, I don't want to bore yeah. the people if I <laughs> if I end up posting this. I don't want to bore the people with this talk. We can talk about that on uh, our own time. But um, to get back to the, the, the second pick um, with this wide receiver slash running back. Now, um, you, you, when you were talking Lewis Riddick, uh, I mean – 
it, it's multiple position, which confuses me a little bit. But what is he? Is he mainly a running back? Well, and there's he, a reason like, why. I'm okay, well, I, they uh, f- from what I was reading and listened to, and you know the breakdown of him. He, uh, I guess they're they had wide receiver on the screen. And then, you know, when Goodell answered him, he he said running back. Apparently, he's he's like the, uh, I guess, maybe like the not quite explosive as Christian McCaffrey, I guess, but like in that type of role. But there's a lot of, like, Louis, you know, Lewis Riddick being one that believed this guy was the most explosive player in the draft. So, I, you know, you see the NFL is a copycat league, and, those guys that you can, you know, running backs that you can split out in the formation and get them get get them one on one with, you know, some safeties or, you know, some some backers, you know, this some winnable matchups, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, and again, like I said, as you know, I'm not a college guy, and I didn't really have time to read through, you know, about him, um, you know, to to see what he's actually contributed to. Um, I, I I don't know. I can't wait to see the reaction of the folks, but um, I can tell you this: he's got a ridiculous uh, his, forty time. Uh, by the way, he's got like that. I don't know what the number was, but his forty time was ridiculous. Yeah, well, he, he, I, and he I can tried. tell you, and, and this was this was discussed on uh, the pod that I was on the other night, um, the HTTR twenty four seven with uh, Chris. Uh, Jay Seals and um, Dre um, was uh, if we if you take a look at the running backs that we picked up in free agency and now you take a look at this number two pick um, and with the information that uh, Jason provided which uh, I don't know if you're aware but um, Darius guys it was reported that Darius Geist was uh, not a uh, – Ron Rivera was not a fan of Darius Geist. Um, he was actually pulled off his uh, draft board. That's how much of a fan, you know, uh, a non-fan that he was. So – Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, and, and that's coming from Jason. Oh, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and I'm going to pull somebody in now. Um, all right, they're getting pulled in. Um, but here, let me finish my thought, and then uh, I'll get to the caller. So, okay. My, and I think I know who this caller is because um, they reached out to me on Twitter. So I know that they're going to have an opinion yeah. on this. So it's perfect. It's definitely perfect timing. Um, in fact, you know, since we're talking about it, um, who do I got on the line? You got you got the uh, Bros on the Warpath guys on the phone right now. Tony and Tony from Pennsylvania. Uh, Diehard Redskins fans here. Oh, Tony and Tony, Sweet. I didn't know you guys were from Pennsylvania. What's going on? No, no much, man. Go ahead. You, you, you lead it off, Tony. You know these guys better than I do. How's it going, Keith? Oh, man, it, it, it's going pretty good. Hey, listen, we've. Uh, I, I hope your guys is uh, – I saw that you guys were recording your podcast. I hope your guys is going well. Um, mine isn't so nope. well at the moment. <laughs> I couldn't go live, so – we're kind of just, uh, you know, rolling with the punches on this one. Uh, I appreciate you guys calling in. Um, I'll see if I can hey, release for this audio. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, like I said, anytime uh, I'd love to, to come in on you guys. But uh, 
Um, and, and before you go to, I definitely want you to, you know, talk about your podcast and some of the things that you guys are going to be doing. Um, I'm, you know, like I was telling Zeke earlier, I'm a firm believer that, you know, it, all of us can all have shows and podcasts and, and all of this, but that's, it's all about supporting each other and giving people content, you know, that they want to listen to. And not everybody is going to agree with Keith. Not everybody's going to agree with Zeke. So it's nice to have a variety and have other people have different thoughts and opinions. So um, before you guys head out, you know, I'll definitely, uh, I, I want you to, you know, shout yourselves out and, you know, let's give people the opportunity to have uh, some new content that maybe they haven't listened to. But since I have you guys on now, uh, Zeke and I, we were actually discussing the, this uh, 66 pick. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it to, you know, one of the Tonys and then the other Tony can step in and uh, give me your opinion <laughs> on this pick. Uh, I haven't looked at Twitter, so I don't know the reaction of the fans. Sounds, it sounds good. I'll tell you what, he's, everybody uses the term poor man's, poor man's this guy, poor man's that guy. He's a homeless man's McCaffrey, and he's perfect for this offense. I've been looking at him for weeks, so I think we touched base on it on our pod uh, the other day, but um, I think he's six foot, 228, ran a 439 at the combine. Um, he he lined up at running back. I think he had 33 carries for 369 yards, which what was it? What was it? What was it like? 11, 11.2, 11. yards a carry, and he had 38 receptions. And uh, he's 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 going to line up all over the place. He's going to be a mismatch nightmare. He's a chess piece, and I think. I think that I think they're definitely going to be excited to see him. Plus, he returns punts and kicks. Yeah, or kick returns. He's he's a big-bodied, tall boy that yep. can line up at halfback, fullback, or or even like a receiver slot. Uh, just, I like it. I like the pick a lot. It, it's another weapon for our young quarterback to have a to have a drop off. And and for how tall he is, he's 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 literally the size of a fullback slash wide receiver slash tight end. He literally think- can go anywhere you want him to be. I think there was a six stat out there. I think he broke 77 tackles last year. Yeah. So, like, I mean, when we uh, – going back to, like, talking before, needing, needing a tight end, needing a receiver, I mean, Chris Cooley was drafted as a fullback that moved to tight end and became one of our best players of all time in that position and one of our reliable guys when it came to blocking and catching. I mean, this guy can literally line up in three different slots and four different slots, and it can be a, can be a weapon for us. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Yeah, definitely excited. So, you know, that, that's, that's awesome news because I'll tell you, you guys pretty much just schooled me because, um, as I said, I'm, I'm not necessarily a college guru. Um, so I pretty much just pay attention to what, you know, people are saying on Twitter. And I'll never pretend to be, you know, that, hey, I know these guys coming out of college, only a few, you know, but, um, you know, not these types of guys. Uh, it was just very interesting uh, to see that he was a hybrid considering, um, you know, it looks like that we have a full backfield now. So with that right. being said, and I know that, you know, there's some questions with the backfield. I mean, we have Peterson, who's uh, age. Um, he's also kind of classified as a, a one-trick pony. Um, you know, and I hate saying that about the guy who's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer, but that's currently, you know, uh, what he is now. Um, of course, you have Bryce Love, who uh, is there, – there's questions in the air, obviously, from, you know, his injury uh, from last year that he was recovering from. Um, and then you have uh, Darius Geis, 
um, who has also uh, been injured. So where do you see uh, where do you see this young man uh, getting snap time? Um, honestly, I mean, honestly, I could see him coming in right away. Definitely returning punts and kicks. Um, definitely third down back. I mean, I know they just brought in what JD McKissick as well to do pretty much the Chris Thompson role. But um, could you imagine maybe having a couple packages? Because Turner, Turner's a pretty bright guy. It seems like he's pretty, pretty innovative with his offense. Could you imagine maybe some, some backfield uh, motion plays with uh, McKissick and Gibson at the same time with some like definite linebacker mismatches in the passing game? Right. I mean, now, I could, I'll definitely, I think, I'll definitely I think throw this be, out there to you, too. Um, and like I said, and mm-hmm. I've always said this, you take anything that I say with a grain of salt uh, because mm-hmm. anything is fluid, anything can change. But if we were – and this was said on the, the podcast that I was on the other night. Uh, if the season were to start today, Barber would actually mm-hmm. be the uh, leading running back to go into the season. Um, again, take it with a grain of salt. I forgot salt, about but, Barber. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, the guy's got. If you take a look at his stats, he's uh, he's got some pretty good stats. I mean, he doesn't hold a lot of carries, but his uh, average run is insane. Doesn't mean it would translate, you know, as you know him being the the uh, star back on the team. But there's a lot of questions in our backfield. Um, a lot of questions. So, and, so a lot of lot of name, a lot of names back there right now too. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the good thing is, I mean, the last last couple of years, it seems like we've we've lost running backs at a rapid pace, and then we were right. ended up signing guys off the street and everything else. I mean, it, if we make it out of training camp, if there is a training camp, I mean. With the COVID nineteen, I mean, you never know what's going on with the with the whole season and when it's going to start and when it's if it's going to start. But you have you always end up with about two injuries at running backs coming out of camp. And if you do that, you want you'd still have four backs coming up, and then you'd only have to worry about what you're going to do with maybe one guy. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, you're you're you gotta you gotta take. Love's availability and Geis's availability with a grain of salt. Both of them would probably put up good numbers in this offense if they were healthy, but that's that's going to be the main thing. And I think I don't think Rivera wants to take any chances with uh, with uh, availability with these guys. He wants I mean, to make sure he has some pieces in place just in case. Yeah, I'm a mental guy too. I, I just I, me me you know to me football and sports in general is is, is is more mental than it is physical. If you can get over your mindset, then you're going you're gonna to do amazing things. You have a kid like Bryce Love and, and Darius guys who are coming off some of the, the worst injuries you can have as a, as a professional athlete. And then you have, a, you have a veteran in the backfield of Adrian Peterson who went through the same thing and came back and dominated the NFL the next year. So if you have that doubt in your mindset as a young man coming into the league, like, I wonder how I'm going to hold up, and then you have a guy in your backfield and a guy in your camp like an Adrian Peterson who's in your head like, listen, man, I've been here. You're, there's nothing you're going to experience in the field that I haven't done already. You're going to be fine. Let's work. Let's, and, and, like, kind of be in that leadership role. Man, it, 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 you can literally put anyone in that backfield. That leader, that 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 core chemistry you're going to have back there is going to be is going to be solid. Yeah, I definitely don't disagree. Zeke, you out there, buddy? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm here. What's your <laughs> thought? Listen, listening, just taking it all in. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, the Pennsylvania Tonys are bobbing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Here, here oh no, it's all good. It's all good. If there's I, one I, thing, if there's one thing that we can, you guys we can handle on. Pennsylvania Redskins fans is uh, we take we go into the season with, and this is what we said in our first episode. We go into our season with low expectations, expect not much, and then when we get something, we'll take what we can get. Um, this is a rebuilding year. It's a culture change in DC. Um, one of the things we said, and this is this is a testament to just how diehard our our fan base is. We we let ownership know through our ticket sales that we're not taking this shit no more. If you're not taking your team seriously as a fan base, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to turn our backs on. We're going to still support the team. But we're not going to support you where it hurts. We're going to hit you where it hurts. And that's in the, that's in your money. And that's your ticket sales. And uh, we got a new GM Well, we got rid of our GM. We got a new coaching staff, new staff in general. So uh, let's hope they listen to us and let's hope they take their, this, se- this season as seriously as we do as fans and, uh, and, and everything that they're showing us so far. Is, is definitely it, it's all in the good it's all in good motions. We do have a young, young, young core of teams. We have one of the youngest teams in the NFL. I don't expect a lot their first year, but I I think this is a long haul. I think this is something where if everyone the culture changes and people go in there with the right mindset to make this team exactly what it should be, we could have a dangerous team in the future. Yeah, I definitely don't disagree with that. I mean, it, 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 if you look at everything as a whole. Uh, right now, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> we were rock bottom last year. I mean, three wins. So, you know, we can, I feel like we can only go upward. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. it, 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 if now this may sound stupid, but if I were to put it all in a pot right now, Chase Young brings two more wins to the team at least, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, Changing really what it really is a is a is a, di- is a huge dynamic change because you're you're gonna have superstars like pro bowlers who are gonna come off the bench on a rotation on a rotation on defensive line who are gonna come in like our defensive line is gonna be fresh all the time. There's gonna be a constant rush at the quarterback every single snap because we're running this well, three again and we have so many weapons. And that's that's actually perfect that you just said that because uh, again it was you know something that that I thought about. Um, and I'll take it back. One of the things that we've been, you know, or not one, but a couple of things that we've been super weak on that has showed from the past two years is one, coaching, uh, and two, depth. Um, depth has been a huge weakness. And, you know, uh, Redskins fans, we were spoiled for so many years where, you know, we were wanting that, that splash free agent to come in. Um, and honestly, nothing changed this year. Um, you know, so to speak on that, because we did want to make a splash by, uh, you know, taking Amari Cooper, um, you know, but obviously he, he chose, you know, he, he chose to go where he went. Um, you know, I, I don't like to say the name, but anyways, um, but we weren't looking to make it necessarily, we weren't looking to necessarily make a, and we weren't looking to make a splash necessarily. We were looking to grab Amari Cooper. We wanted Amari Cooper. We just didn't get him. So, Redskins went to their plan B, which was really their plan A the entire time. Amari Cooper was a bonus. Plan A was to spend the cap money that you have and get depth. And I know Redskins fans mm-hmm. were really, you know, kind of irritated, uh, you know, that we weren't picking up any big names or why didn't we get this person? Look, listen. It, oh, Kyle man. Is oh, God. I, not gonna... I wasn't. I know that. I absolutely yeah. I mean, that's just... That shit was getting on my damn nerves. Like, what the? Come on. The thing is, is Kyle can you, Smith. You got people just like don't really think outside the box, right? You're well, looking at a Kyle historical Smith franchise that 
Yeah, you're looking at a historical franchise that has three Super Bowl rings by bringing in veterans and somehow squeaking out a win. We, realistically, those three Super Bowl rings, that's, that's not how you build a team in today's times. You've got to start young and build Great. up. Yeah, you can bring a veteran in, but those veterans are there to teach the young guys how to be better, better at what they do. And I, and I think that culture change in Washington is what you're seeing now. We have three rings based on, based on veterans who kind of came in and built a super team if they were a super team 20 years before they played. Um, and it worked out for us, thankfully. We have three rings to show for it. But we can't keep going to the well there. You gotta, you gotta, cause, cause you, you'll be hot for a one year, and then when your team gets old, then you're back in a slump again. You become a mediocre team that we've been for almost as our entire franchise. If we, now we're starting to build young and young, and we're getting that depth, and we can have different guys come off the bench and maybe have that veteran presence like a Ryan Kerrigan, who's not even going to be your starter on defensive line, which is even think, insane to think about. But he comes in as a backup, as someone who's like now fresh. When you have a, that young guy who just came off the bench and just annoying that offensive line the entire time, we have so many mismatches using young and veteran together. I'm, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, we talked well, I about am it. Too, and we I, were talking about it. Uh, we we spent, I mean, before you all got on, we were talking pretty much the same, the exact same thing about Kerrigan being in the room and you know the the whole veteran leadership. This 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 team, the uh, you know, the last you know three drafts with Kyle, like I I just don't understand like anybody would even like whatever draft picks they're making. Man, he the dude is smashing the draft. We've had like three legit good drafts and obviously being number two and getting the best player in this draft, it really doesn't even matter what happens, so to speak, with the next few picks because we get the best player in the draft. And it, 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 I hate, I hate the whole rebuilding. I hate, I hate even reading it. It's just, it, this core is young. They're a young team. Quarterback can ascend. Man, it's, yep. man, it could be it could be devastating on defense. That that line, yeah, is gonna is gonna be devastating. Yeah, yeah. no matter how good our defensive line is, we have to have an offense who keeps our defense off the field. Our defense cannot play eighty percent of the game where our offense goes three and out, three and out, three and out. Because no matter how good and how much depth we have, we can't expect the defense to hold the game together the entire time. Even with, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. See the That's good thing about just like football and the keys. Yeah. Oh even, yeah. The good thing about even just this last pick, for example, this Antonio Gibson. I mean, you look at you look at Carolina's offense. I mean, Cam Newton basically went in doubt. Which McCaffrey out of the backfield. He had a, he had his safety valve, and that's basically what Kyle Smith just got us in Washington. He got us our safety valve. Because he's going to line up all over the place. He's going to be wide receiver screens. He's going to be running back screens. Oh, he's going to he's going to run the ball. He's going to he's going to line yeah, up. Going, yeah, he's definitely he's going, going to be going moving around. Motion. There's no doubt about yeah. that. He's not going to be locked into one position. And with no, him, and, as gonna, you talk about the running backs piece. in general, Love, yep. I can't. Yep. I, you know, I want to see about the progress with Love, man. Love, Love could be could be a absolute you know exactly. backfield breaker if he if he comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be a, a glimpse of Stanford's offense when you had Love and McCaffrey. It could be the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I, I, listen, man. And yeah, it, it, I, our I like team, it. our I team, like literally. That. This is yeah. not a knock. This is not a, a not a knock at our quarterback position because I, I want the kid to succeed. But you're looking at a kid who went into one of the toughest divisions in college football, 
barely was a quarterback, kind of just got by on his athleticism alone and just his God-given talent and, 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 and dominated, dominated. You know, over 500 touchdowns thrown in that division is not easy to do at any position. You know what I mean? And, and for him to kind of get that kind of nod and, and to show – listen, we went 3-12 and 12 last year, but that kid showed glimpses. He showed mm-hmm. really good things. He did show some negatives, but I think if, when he had Every time to develop and grow, he did. He got – and I, I, I honestly think this kid can be a future. And, and, and now, now that we have this backfield that he doesn't have to throw 100 times a game and we can hand off, hand off, or do some different things where we're not always looking – for a deep ball every 30 seconds, I, 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 I'm I trusting the process, I guess you could say. Um, but I hate to say that because we are from Pen- the Pennsylvania, so we hear we hear that term in every single media in our face because it's a, it's a Philadelphia thing. It. But, but <laughs> yeah. that's exactly, yeah. exactly what I'm yeah. doing right now. When it yeah, comes to our team, I'm, I'm trusting all, what, they're, what they got going on. It's all there with him. It's all there with yeah. him. Uh, the the thing is. that I like the most, was the splash the splash plays the off schedule plays he the yeah. pressure's coming and you know he's buying time keeping his eyes down the field the whole way and mm-hmm. know, the last quarterback didn't really do that you know they're always yeah. looking yeah. for the check down and he's looking downfield why you know because if he can buy time he knows his guy's got every chance of getting uncovered he's just got to buy the time and he made it he made several sensational throws getting pummeled right after he let the mm-hmm. ball go, knowing he was going to get hit. Like, he, that kind of stuff, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm very excited, but I'm always very excited, so whatever. Well, here, here's, oh, the yeah. unique situation. here's the unique situation that Haskins is in as well, too. He, he, he's not asked right now to take the team to the playoffs, so there's no pressure on mm-hmm. that aspect. Um, you know, realistically, of course, any team is going to say, yes, we're striving for the playoffs. But there, there's always a reality that they never speak on. But um, there is going to be sort of pressure put on Haskins um, to produce uh, and at least show that he can produce stats during the game, um, that he's not just a simple uh, dink and dunk, um, you know, like the last guy. Um, I don't care what his stats are. He's still dink and dunk in my eyes. But anyways, um, and that, you know, he's got to show growth, you know, from the year before. And I think if he can do that, then people will start to believe that, um, you know, believe even more than we believe now that he can be the future. And I think mm-hmm. that right now, excluding media, because we all know I can't stand the media. Um, oh, DC media think, is the worst. Yeah. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're horrific. I mean, we all know oh, I have a run yes. with that, but – um, uh, my, they're my ass. Is, they're straight at like there's only a handful of like really good, good journalists. Like, that, how can we find the worst things to say about our team? One hundred six seven, the fan. Uh, that sorry yeah. ass station. Then their Listen, sorry ass rhetoric and all that dumb ass shit that they. Man, it's just a god. Uh, that's the biggest gaggle of idiots. In, in any sports media anywhere. <laughs> We're not even from the D.C. Yeah. area, and we hear how negative D.C. media is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're straight – they're booty. They're straight booty. That, it's just terrible. Yeah. But that's going to be the, the key. Personal, that's that's personal. definitely going to be the key for Haskins, though, is, is he's got to show growth from last year. And I think if he can show growth from last year – um, win us some games, um, you know, and, and show that he can put us uh, in position in the future to, you know, hit the reality stages of, you know, playoffs and actually be competitive. Um, I think that uh, perception will change and we'll actually have our guy. You just got to go out and do it. And from, 
you know, what we've seen in the off season, you know, he's, he's working, he's out there, you know, uh, trying to do what he needs to do to, you know, um, improve himself. So it's an exciting season for us because everything is new. I mean, everything from coaching, uh, you know, from the players we had, like, you know, you said earlier, uh, it's, it's just, it's such a young team that we we're, we're, we're not building, but we're getting something that we're getting something that is showing promise. And we've got the right people. Now I truly feel, even though we have not seen them coach a game for the Redskins, we've got the right people in place that can actually coach these guys to be better in their position. And I have felt for the past, for the entire Jay Gruden area, from the day that they hired this guy, I said, what is he going to do? Um, I'm thinking that there's going to be potentially, you know, because he's a quarterback coach, that he could potentially help RG3 um, get back into uh, his groove of things. But we all know how that played out. Um, so, I just did not see a coaching staff that could coach players into their positions besides Callahan. You know, there, I'm not saying the entire coaching staff. I'm just talking really coach and uh, defensive coordinator, um, just extremely awful. And yet we had to buy into this for so many years, but it was almost like we were so numb during the Gruden era because we were just so used to this shit. So now yeah. we actually have some yeah. excitement. We have some coaches who actually can get into their roles. You know, former head coaches as now DC, you know, uh, DC coach, and it's just absolutely insane. Um, and I'm excited in that. And you know me, I haven't said Redskins slash exciting in how many years now. I mean, I know it yeah. looks like I trash the team on Twitter every day, but it, you know, at the end of the day, I love this team, man. And I think I just get so pissed off when they when they suck. I mean, we all do, you know, but yeah. And we're entitled to that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. We kind of touched on a little bit. We kind of touched a little bit on our podcast, how you're talking about, I mean, listen, do I think Jay Gruden is, is the worst of all time? No, I don't. I think a lot of our problems did stem with, with, with upper management, not, not working with our coaching staffs as well, where you had a Bruce Allen and yet we kind of, we kind of said it too. We had too many yes men around Dan Snyder. And I think, I think some real key to notable guys got in Dan Snyder's ear and said, "Hey, um, players who got in Dan Snyder's ear and said, you have a, you have a you have a too much of a disconnect between you and the players, and you have and you and the players you do let in, you you listen to them through Bruce Allen and not through them in general. Like, I love RG three, and I I I'll take RG I'll take ten RG threes over one Kirk Cousins because I just think that guy is selfish and I don't think he's there for a team. I think he's only there for himself. That's just my opinion. Agreed. Um, uh, where he'll he'll do four, he'll he'll check the ball down fourteen times just to look like he has a great completion record, but he doesn't care if the team loses by a hundred points because he's going to use that his his stats as his, as his contract leverage, um, and it's been working for him ever since. But he, I just I'm not yeah. Aware. Jay um, Gruden. Jay, the problem with Jay Gruden. The problem with Jay Gruden is he was he was way too much wanting to be their bro. Yo, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what he he yeah. wanted to be their bro. And well, you that, got Deshaun Jackson pinching nickel. What the hell is that? Did, <laughs> did, did that come through? Yeah, yeah. some loud ass <laughs> truck just rode right by. No, but yeah, yeah to, to but, but I think that disconnect point, is now gone. I heard it, the nipple. I heard nipple, man. That's what I was laughing at. Yeah, nipple pinching or something. Yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah! Oh, that, oh yeah! That oh that was that was hilarious. Oh man, that's still a classic. Yeah, we talked about Jay Jay sit on the on the on the sidewalk street uh, hanging out with twenty three year old girls hammering yeah, the that was, that was a good one. That was, oh. that was a nice one. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Jay, you know Jay was out there. You know, you know who I am. Was. <laughs> And when they had the camera, when when the camera, when the camera got right up close to him, like you could read that motherfucker's face, and it and it said, "Oh fuck." Yeah, (laughs) I think. Listen, you you know, you guys know me, and you guys know I live for that. You guys know I live for that kind of shit. And the day that I saw that video, oh man, that was probably one of the greatest days of my life because I knew that was the end of Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, man, the timing of the timing of it was crazy too. The class well, he was on his way out the door. I, I think Alex yeah. Smith actually got in Snyder's ear, and I think he he kind of he was the bridge between the players, how fed up they were. I think he was the sounding uh-huh. board for for Snyder. Uh-huh. I, think I don't mean that, to disagree with you. No, I don't mean to disagree with you, but I can I uh, based upon on the podcast that I was on uh, the other night. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend like I sit on the couch at Ashburn and I know what's going on, uh, but uh, it was a lot of people are actually giving Trent and uh, uh, Doug Williams um, the credit for getting okay. Bruce out of there. Time to nice. name drop. It was Joe Gibbs. Nice. We did say Joe Gibbs as well. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you did? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we were talking about that in our podcast. We thought like Alex Smith, and then uh, between between Gibbs and Alex Smith, that they were the biggest godsend coming to this organization again. Like listen, I'll give, I will I will give Trent Williams the credit too. But here's the difference between a Trent Williams and an Alex Smith, where Alex Smith probably will get a job in the front office doing something. Yeah. Because Trent Williams, yes, he made a change. Yes, he said. We we did that guy dirty. So regardless of what Trent Williams feels right now, I understand and I respect it. But on the same token, if you don't want to be a part of this organization now, that you fought that hard to get people out, and now you still want to jump ship, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're a legend. You're, you did so many great things for our team. But there's the door, man. And if what we can get for you, awesome. But if you want to stay and be a part of this and actually fight for the change you made, then let's 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 write this let's write the wrongs here. And and you fought for this change. You were a vocal point for this change. And now you still want to leave. Where an Alex Smith and a Joe Gibbs, you know, and Doug Williams, who are passionate about this team, who are fighting for a change, and they still want to stay on board to somehow help out. That's that's where I uh, that's where I draw the line between a, a Trent Williams and everyone else. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of people a lot of people talked about the tightness between uh, Dan Snyder and uh, Bruce Allen. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is uh, Dan Snyder actually. Uh, and again, this was talked about in the other cast. That's how I learned this information. But Dan Snyder um, actually is probably the biggest fan of Joe Gibbs. Um, Great. And uh, obviously, Joe Gibbs brings you know something to the team that you know uh, he brings leadership. He brings a lot of you know uh, just a lot to the team. Why it took so long for the situation to happen, no one will know. But um, from what was being said was uh, Joe Gibbs was the one that, that said, time's up, enough is enough. Uh, you know, the fans have had it. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, it's 
you know, social media is a powerful thing. I think we all know this. And uh, that hashtag Bruce Allen, hashtag Bruce Allen. Uh, fire Bruce <laughs> Allen, um, definitely played a role, definitely played a role, because the information that was given uh, specifically even said uh, that time when I even uh, tweeted that out uh, about the Bruce Allen situation was that the hashtag uh, definitely played a role too, um, because they were able to present uh, – you know, they couldn't do this years ago. They were able to present feedback that showed enough is enough. And, you know, people would say, well, that's kind of crazy. Just look at your, look at your, you know, your stadium filled with uh, opposing team fans. I mean, everyone followed. Yep. So it's just, no one believed that it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, like I said, the big word around the streets was, is that Joe Gibbs was like, you got to do something or your team is never going to get back, um, get back to where we were years ago. So, I thought that was some, you know, uh, interesting news. I'm not surprised about it, but I thought it was interesting because it raised up the question to me was, okay, well, of course, Dan Snyder has, you know, uh, a, a huge respect for Joe Gibbs, but why not make the decision when things were still bad? I mean, what what was going on behind the scenes? No one will ever know except for, you know, hearsay. But, you know, truthfully, right now where we're at, we're, we're in a good place. It's exciting. Hopefully we have a season this year. You know, like we said, we we don't know with this COVID, you know, what's going to come. I am interested. And actually, since I'm on this, I hate to jump around, guys, but since we're on this topic, what if we don't have a season? How do you approach a draft next year? Well, I saw some of the some of the other uh, cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> some of the some of the other posts on Twitter were saying something like a like a lottery and then a snake. But I, I don't I don't know how they would even go about it. I mean it's it's just crazy. I mean just the thought of not having a football season. I mean I think I would even be open to no fans. I mean, Redskins fans are used to this. No fans in the stadium. Yeah. Well, and just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could we could always we could, they could always do it that way. It's not, <laughs> it's not like it would be like the, the, the Seahawks probably have recorded sounds uh, still in their PA system they can just yeah. go through. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, all yeah. good. You can just have a, have a chance to fire Bruce Allen in the back and. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's I don't even want to think about that either. That's 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 a horrible thought. I'm just hoping this yeah, all Yeah, I hope that I hope that doesn't come to fruition, man. Hopefully it's already been yeah. bad enough, you know. Everything like a lot of the summer stuff has been canceled. You know, we do do this trip every year, you know, and it, it, man, I look forward to it every year. Man, we were gonna have a good time and this is, you know, who knows when this. We definitely want to try to. We want to try wow. to figure out, like, I know we're we're not from the state and we're not from the immediate area, but we'd love to to possibly, you know, get together one day and meet up at the stadium parking lot and hang out before a game and and oh, kind of and kind of meet everybody. You know, what I mean, we're kind of outsiders. We're definitely not from the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area. We're 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 definitely outsiders, but we're we're like I said, we 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 bleed this team. We we're about it, and that's kind of where we we stand at the podcast. We we definitely want to show that we're not from the area, but we we truly truly care about the team, and we we love the fact that you guys are even letting us uh, call in and even supporting just as much as you guys do. This is fantastic. I love this cross promotion. Oh man, stuff. oh c- come on yeah. now, man. It's like I'll be honest with you. Like you know, one one of the some of the coolest Redskin fans that I've met and became friends with are from Pennsylvania. Eric Beers and Beers. That's He's a Pennsylvania guy. I mean, it's yeah, that's not that's not nothing. It doesn't really matter 
doesn't really like you're in the area, so to speak. It's you know, there's a lot of Redskin fans in Pennsylvania, just like there's still a lot of <laughs> Redskin fans down in the Carolinas. Yeah, yeah, listen, man, you think you think it's hard to be a Redskins fan just in general? Imagine being one where you have nothing but Eagle fans and Steelers fans in your ears all the time. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I've got some. I've got some eagle family members. Yeah, I frequent. Like, listen, if the Redskins are if the Redskins play early and then the Eagles play later on, every every if they play at the same time on my home, I don't go to the I don't go to the bar unless it's the Redskins Eagle games. But where I go every Sunday is, is a couple blocks away, and it's a giant Eagles bar. And for the most part, they're good people. Like they razz me a little bit, they they bust my balls, but they're they're very welcoming. They're good people. Um, uh, they're not the typical Eagle fans, but they do. They, they accept me. Like I come in, I get the asshole chant. But I mean, I, I'm the I'm the only dude in that bar every single Sunday if my team's not playing at the same time their team's playing, and I'm decked out head to toe in full Washington Redskins gear. And people, I walk in and everyone goes, "You have some balls being here." And I was like, "Bro, I'm here every Sunday. I don't even see you here every Sunday, and this is your team's bar. Like, don't talk to me about being a fan. Get out of my face." Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I, yeah, I, 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 the, the fan I police, the fan police. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. I will. I will. Philly, so. Being from Pennsylvania, real quick. Being from Pennsylvania, real quick. I can say one thing about Eagles fans. They can tell you. From their starting quarterback to their third string, they can tell you everything about their offensive line. They can tell you about everything about their team. Win, lose, or draw, they're, they're about their team. Where there is some other teams in our NFC East who are not the same way, where they're only a fan of their team when they're doing good. So Eagle fans, are the when it comes to support for Skip the team, Bayless. they are very similar. Specifically, Skip Bayless. They are still assholes. They're still scumbags. But I do respect the fact that even if they lose, they they, they will they will support that they're, team and, and, and watch all media and, and, and be about them. They're assholes, but they're knowledgeable assholes. So that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike Giants. Well, fans, I'll tell you guys this. I feel your pain. I feel your pain over there in Pennsylvania because uh, I'm 20 minutes from Philly, um, over in New oh, Jersey, nice. and. Oh. Uh, well, I'm I'm married to an Eagle fan. Uh, yeah, How did you do that? I, I, I saw that poor shirt she had on your son, man. Yeah, that. You had a, you had a picture <laughs> on Twitter, man. That was that was rough, man. I, I yeah, it. that's like that's child well, abuse. <laughs> yeah, listen, it, it, listen, I almost called on you. <laughs> you know, listen, <laughs> listen, I'm surprised you guys haven't even hung up now. Um, no, she, you know, listen, we 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 met. Uh, we met. I didn't know she was an Eagles fan at the time. Probably wouldn't have mattered because, you know, she's hot. But, you know, so. She, she wasn't expecting a ring either. Right, exactly. Hey, that's exactly. my job. Well, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> man. It, of course, you, you're it's not really not, thinking about your – you're not thinking about your fandom when you're trying to get to the booty. No, but it took her nine years – it took her nine years to get that wedding ring. So, But she was used to it. So, uh, yeah. you know, but – you know, but anyways, uh, I, I definitely feel your pain on that front because I live her whole entire family are Eagle fans, um, you know, and I have to live this yeah, nightmare because um, I well, I have to live this nightmare because I chose to move from Florida, you know, up here. But you know, uh, once we you know moved up here, I the, my thought process was, oh shit, I'm only two hours away from you know uh, Maryland. Um, Definitely gave me an opportunity to get more involved and watch some Redskins games live uh, more than I ever have. And then Twitter definitely has opened the door for, you know, I'm sure a lot of us, but has opened the door, one, for me to experience things that I've never experienced before and had some awesome times. And then uh, Zeke, Zeke was the guy that, you know, uh, he came up, recognized me, 
and we just started shooting the shit, um, you know, at uh, the hog farmer's tailgate. Um, you know, we were shooting the shit, talking the whole entire time. It was just good times, man. And, you know, when you meet people from Twitter uh, and you get together, it's kind of like it's weird. It's like you don't know each other's personal lives, but you know each other's Redskins' lives, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It was like no, nothing right. else matters, and uh, those experiences are good. So, you know, I definitely uh, – you know, definitely now that I know you guys are close in the Pennsylvania area, hell, I might uh, drive up to your area one day and, you know, let's catch a game, you know. Um, oh, yeah. It's one one thing I love about it, man. It's like I said, we don't have to personally know each other, but when you know each other from Twitter and, you know, a lot of people have me kind of misplaced a little bit on the Twitter because of the way that, you know, uh, I act. I'm a grown-ass man, but, you know, I like to <laughs> I like to, uh, I like to, to, to piss – I've been known to piss some people off. Uh, uh, if it was up to me, I'd I'm getting, be giving – I'm getting uh, new to the, uter, the, the Twitter universe. Well, and when you get in there and you, you start uh, – you know, because everybody starts to follow everybody. You start to see the same people, and then it just becomes one big giant Redskins Twitter circle – uh, then you got, you know, damn fools, and I'm one of them. You know, I, I've been passing out uh, jersey number 21 to damn near anybody who gets drafted just because I know it pulls yeah. people off that I would even suggest oh. that we should let someone else wear 21. You call you call uh, yourself a Redskins fan? That one shit <laughs> the, the, the all capitals, man. I, I, I don't even remember what it was that I said, but, like, she hit, like, she hit me with the all capitals, dude. It was – you call yeah, yourself a Redskins fan. I made one crit. I criticized the team about one thing, and this lady went off a rocker. She was a well, well, that if, you don't, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to criticize your team and will and, and willing to sit at home and not go to that stadium this weekend, we would have been stuck in the same spot we're in for the past ten years, and, and, and that's not changing our in our in our leadership and our organization. You're not going to change a team unless you hit them where it counts, and that's their wallets. Dan Snyder had to make a change because our, well, yeah, our he, fans, Tanner, yeah, absolutely. He knew, yeah, he knew our fans he knew said we're not putting up with this shit no more. He knew what the public perception was of his franchise. He knew what was happening. Knew he had to do something drastic. And in order to get the fan base, he knew he had to serve up Bruce Head on a platter, and that's what he yeah, did. 100%. Well, and pretty, we, we, and pretty we much everybody, like I, it was pretty all in, all in from that moment on. Yeah, well, when the, when the, the South the Park media makes an episode world. saying that you don't give a shit about your fan base, you, you, you've lost. You've lost. <laughs> if South Park's making fun of you, you've lost. Well, in the social media <laughs> well, world, they, they too, like going I mean, to controversy that, anyway. They just love the whole name thing. But yeah. in the social media world, that, that account, the, the Redskins account, couldn't even tweet anything out without having 150 million hashtags of uh, Fire Bruce Allen. Some the of Rolling them were Stones hilarious. are playing in FedEx Dude. Field. Awesome, Fire Bruce Allen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You could be, you, you could have, you could have guys out there talking about, hey, I'll take three hundred and fifty fans. Let's go bowling, then afterwards go to the movies, and then I'll, you know, fuck you afterwards. And people will be like, oh, I can't wait. Let's do this. Hashtag Fire Bruce Allen. Keith is a little yeah. sensitive yeah, right yeah, now yeah, about a certain running back that, that wears twenty nine. <laughs> Oh, well, here's yeah. oh, I'm definitely. I have a quick question. For I'm you. definitely quick sensitive. For you guys. I'm definitely sensitive right now about fucking 29. Definitely. Oh yeah. And, and here's the thing. You have, and you uh, have you every know. right to be. Which one are we well, here, he, and, he, and here's the thing, and I don't know. If, I, Tony, I like did I show you that show. stuff today? Want to say Um, you you touched base a little bit. You didn't go into too too much detail, but exactly who it was. But I kind of had a had a 
little bit of an idea who you were talking about. All right. But, well, this is this I is didn't my own. Either. <laughs> yeah, no, then that's fine. And this is my own fucked up show um, that is fucked up tonight, but I'll still release it because okay. I think it's one or two. Uh, oh, it, who y'all got talking about? Anyways, um, the, the, you know, I'll still put it out there because at the end of the day, I think we have some good content. It's a little bit different. And, you know, if people want to listen, hey, listen. But, uh, you know, so uh, this morning, and fun. you can tell that I was salty. You could tell that I was salty about it this morning, too, um, if you had seen the tweet. But um, so let me give you guys a little uh, background of what happened. Um, earlier, did you guys see the tweet that went out that showed uh, um, guys partying it up uh, over video chat with uh, Haskins X? Yes. Okay. Now, I know you guys typically don't get into the TMZ part uh, of Redskins, but I do. And the reason why I do is because it's, it, it's just, it's been such a fucking circus. It's all I've been used to. So uh, it just, you can't help but to laugh. And as of late, I've kind of have been disagreeing with the things that Darius Geist does on social media. I know he's this like new age dude that that's all they've grown up and known is social media. Um, but I'm a firm believer you don't always have to post every or tweet everything that you fucking do. Like, keep things a secret at times, too. I mean, I can appreciate yeah. that the man lets the fans in his world at times, and he does the things that he does. I don't think he's a bad dude by any means, and I don't think what he did yesterday was, you know, the end of the world shit. I just happened to comment like a lot of other people were commenting was like, you know, I had tweeted out they're filming with, you know, uh, Haskins X. Um, why, why would you do that type deal? And mm-hmm. uh, that had been out for several hours, you know, and I didn't really interact with the people that were even replying um, to it. I kind of just left it alone. Ten minutes before mm-hmm. the draft, guy DMs me. And basically shames me in the DM because he gave me uh, a month ago, he gave me a code, a Madden code for free. First of all, he gave it to several other people too. Uh, One, Mm -hmm. the other, it was a promotional code. So it's not like he fucking paid for it in the first place. I do appreciate the fact that he, you know, did give that code. He didn't have to give it to me. Uh, but he chose to do so. So anyways, in the DM, he says to me um, that, you know, pretty much, you know, not word from word, but, you know, why would you go and say this kind of shit, especially after I gave you a code? Like, are you like, are you for real? Like, you just don't fucking get it, dude. Like, it's 10 minutes before your draft. Your team is about to draft the best player in the NFL draft in your focus literally is DMing a fucking nobody like myself on Twitter. Like that was the part that annoyed me the most. It wasn't the fact that he tried to shame me over some stupid game. And because I made a Twitter comment, it was the fact that like, you're focused on this. Like you should be like, first of all, not even paying attention to someone like me. Like I'm just a, I'm a dude on the couch that watches football like everyone else. So, um, but, you know, I replied back to him, and I basically told him, I'm like, you know, it basically just said, you know, you probably weren't doing anything. You are good, because that's what he said. He says, I'm a good-ass dude. 
Well, no one's saying that you're not, but you do stupid shit. And you're bringing yeah. potential negative headlines to the team that isn't necessary, especially when we've been a fucking circus for the past five years. And that's exactly what I said back to him. And then he responds back, you know, what? So I can't hang out with my, you know, my sir to me, um, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Like there was other shit in there too. So that was it. And then he blocked me. And so the, this morning I'm like, I kind of, you know, thought about it, and I'm like, is this guy for real? Like, you just don't get it. You're not taking the advice of what people are giving you. And when there's information out there, the information that has, you know, has been out there that Ron Rivera, you know, doesn't even have any kind of thoughts towards you in the first place, one, your injuries are holding you back. You're on your last leg. You get hurt again you're out. Like, you're done. Like, he's proven right now. That's the reason why I asked you guys the question earlier uh, about this mm-hmm. potential hybrid running back. There's a reason right. why we're drafting, and there's a reason why we're bringing these running backs in. Yes. Right. Yeah, a, a lot of it, it does, a lot of it has to do with the injuries, but Ron Rivera was not high on Darius Geis in uh, uh, Carolina. He did not even have Darius Geis on his draft board. So, with that being said, and, and that was information that was told on the podcast as well. So if you yeah. you put all this together and then you think the shit that he does on social media is good for the team? Yeah, no. Not that kind no. of shit. Can we, now, can we, can we contact Dallas and get, uh, and get Al, Al, Alfred Morris back? I'll take him back in a heartbeat. Can we what? <laughs> can, we take Alfred Moore, can we get Alfred Morris back? Oh, yeah. I lose. <laughs> I'm about, that's about five jerseys in my closet. I retirement. He's the only Redskins player in my history of my life that, that retweeted my photo uh, or, or, or liked my photo on Instagram. Um, so, and he just, I don't know, he just, that, he's a type of, I always, we said in the podcast too, I'm a fan of dudes uh, on and off the field. Like, you could be the greatest on the field, but if you do some disgusting stuff off the field, I don't care if you rock our colors or not, I'm not going to be a fan of you. So this is all news for me about about the running back situation. But uh, all I can say, if if if, it's, if a quarter of what this, and I'm not saying you're telling, not telling the truth, but if, if half of what Great you're ball. saying is wrong, is, is true, um, welcome to the team, Antonio Gibson. I'm literally looking forward to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, and like I said, take it with a grain of salt because you know I don't pretend to be an Ashburn. Like I'm a know-it-all. It's just you know there are yeah. guys that you know. There are guys that I've connected with that, you know, uh, have been spot on with a lot of things that, you know, uh, tell a lot of backstory information. That much flavor. You, you, don't get the, you don't get the backstory information either. Um, you, you don't get it as it happens. The backstory information always comes after it happens. And the thing is, is because yeah. the people that have the backstories, they can't tell the story right then and there because chances are if they do – then their connections that they have don't trust them. So because most right. of the times the connections will say, hey, here's info, but don't say anything yet. And so they kind of hold on to the, the backstory. Now, when it comes to potential free agents and stuff like that, I mean, that they don't care. Um, but backstory information, only you know very few people know it. So if they're leaking backstory information and it gets out, it's going to know who it came from. But you wait a year to tell the backstory information. No one, no one but us is really going to care. So that's right. kind of you know where I was at with that. And the thing was is so you know I, I tweeted these things out last you know this morning, and it, it when I tweeted it out it did look like that you know I'm you know salty uh, in that sense. 
and, but I was salty for not would think. I think I was more salty at the fact like I'm a nobody, and you just DM'd me about a stupid tweet that he wasn't even mentioned. Like I didn't put the little fucking at symbol in there, and he was he wasn't even mentioned, and yet he saw the tweet and decided now's a good time for me to go after this nobody. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Get off social media, do your thing, and just play football. That's all that people are asking yeah. from you. And it's Let's you not know, and, 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 next year. Don't, don't. <laughs> seriously, like, first of all, stay on the fucking field before you reach out to me. How about that? How about you stay on the field, you produce, and you keep doing the good things that you're doing? Because I don't think he's a bad dude by any means, and no, even after him doing yeah. that. I, but it was like, I'm a nobody. Why, like? That was my point was just like it's your draft selection is about to come up and you're over here you're arguing people and it I wasn't the only person he DM'd. One of the other Twitter accounts, um I I believe it was uh, Draftskins was the, the Twitter account. Um I could be wrong on that. But anyways, he that person tweeted out that he tweeted O. J. Howard for Geist. And apparently, guys got in his DMs and said something to him too. So now we're talking unrelated. Well, he's thin. He's, he's thin skinned. Yeah, correct. So unrelated. So what is that saying for him? Like, like, dude, no one's attacking you. You know, this is the way it is. People on social media, and if you're going to be on it, and if you're going to read the things that people are saying, you have to be able to take that criticism with a grain of salt. Because it's going to come, right. because that comes with the territory. That comes with the million dollars. That comes with you playing a if, competitive sport. If you haven't sport. learned that college football, then welcome to the NFL, boy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, we're, people are passionate about their teams. And if, if you seem like you're going to be a problem for the team, you're going to be criticized for it. And it doesn't even matter if you're a Hall of Famer or not. You know, look at some Hall of Fame wide receivers who, who became head cases. You can do whatever you you can do amazing things to the team, but the second you become a hindrance or a problem, people are going to turn their backs on you. Yeah, one hundred percent. So at like the end said, of the, you know, at the end cool. of the day, if it, no matter no matter how many stats you put up, no matter how many rushing yards you have, no matter how many touchdowns you have, no matter how many whatever you have, you your whole basis on what you do as a professional team, and and I wish more people would understand this. It comes down to us as the consumer. It comes down to us as the fan. If we stop putting money into your jerseys, if we stop putting money into your stadium, if we put stop, stop putting money into everything that you do, you don't exist. You need us more than we need you. And I, I wish more people would understand that with sports athletes and, and with famous people, like movie stars and everything. Like, don't sit there and come at us because we're passionate about something, because we're the ones who fund you and keep you afloat. Yeah, 100%. And there are athletes out there that uh, won't tell you that but will will – acknowledge if they you know especially and like i said the the real connections that we have with these athletes is social media uh, a lot of you know people do the, the twitter and the instagram and you know it, it's a lot different now than it was you know 10 15 years ago and 10 15 years ago it was better because really all you had was espn now you have all yeah. these podcasts you have all these you you have you know these guys have you know one um you know what fox and all that you have all these stations that now have these debate shows debate show it seems to be the thing and it seems like a lot of these new age athletes um you know they they pretty much they're sensitive 
And But back yeah. in the day, all you had was ESPN and the highlights and the talk, and all they had to do was shut their TV off. But now when we're carrying a phone in our hand 24 hours a day, uh, and some people do mm-hmm. while they're sleeping, um, you know, they, they, they can't help but to, one, search themselves because they want to know what people are saying about them because we live in a, a attention-seek uh, society. And, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And this is kind of new to Redskins fans. Uh, you know, when, when guys got drafted, he was, I mean, there were a couple, you know, other guys that would once in a while, you know, kind of chime in with the fans, but not as much interaction as what Darius Geis has brought. And I will, I, I will admit and say, I thought that it was really cool, you know, that when he first came on board that he is interacting with the fans. It kind of, it makes me feel like, you know, it's not, you know, a millionaire versus, you know, poor Joe when it's poor Joe that actually produces for the right. millionaire, you know, type of, you know, scenario. And, you know, these guys are kind of bringing an element to something that we're not used to. But what I was afraid of, which it does seem like it's happening, is, you know, when do you stop? When do you not put your life out there? When do you not do things that's going to uh, be perceived as a negative perception. And that's kind of, you know, what I had said to him in the DM. Now, did I think I was going to get anywhere with that? No, but I'm also going to be like, you know, defend myself, you know, like I have interactions, you know, people will probably clown me. I, I've had interactions with RG3 and you know what? It's never been anything. I'm an like RG3 that. fan. I'm still an RG3 fan. Always will be an RG3 fan. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you ever get to really know me, you know that uh, I am definitely uh, a, a huge RG3 fan. Um, I, we I, we I, said in our know. show, RG3 was the last player that walked into our locker room. Whether you hate him or love him, he was the last player that walked into our locker room and turned around and said to the locker room, I'm, I will not tolerate losing. Listen, that guy broke his leg or hurt his leg twice for two yards. Like, he had that mentality. He will die for a first down. He I'll wanted to win any day of the week. Yes, he yeah, wants to he win. Wanted he wanted to win. He changed. He changed our locker room to a winning locker room. You know, the thing with him was is again he was kind of the uh, that was the early stages of social media and Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, I actually wasn't even active on Twitter uh, when he was first drafted, so I even came in after that. So social media, I think, was becoming I wouldn't say the new thing, but it was becoming more widely used. Um, you know, to the discuss things like this. And, um, you know, media and fan perception, I think, is what what changed RG3. Um, When you don't feel like you have the support uh, of folks behind you, I I don't think that that was on his mind every, you know, game day when he did try to get out there and play and resurrect his career, uh, you know, with the skins. I think it was – he just kind of knew. He knew he didn't have the right coaching staff. He just knew that things, you know – weren't set up in place for him to succeed. Um, he, I think he had a he coaching staff that made... didn't want him to be there, but he had a GM office that did. And that's where we had that disconnect right. between coaching and GM staff. And we didn't know who was running the show. And um, it just, he, one one person would go out there and, and, and put play calling out. Like, listen, I'm not a huge fan of, 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 of Kyle's dad, but when Kyle was in charge of the team, when the dad pretty much said, I don't give a shit anymore, do what you got to do, our team was winning games because Kyle was doing what he had to do to make that team successful. But when his dad was yeah. calling the shots, he did everything he could to make sure RG3 didn't, didn't, did not succeed. Yeah, no, 100%. That's why I, you know, one, I didn't like the, the Gruden signing to begin with. Um, and I think that, I think that it was 
you know, Gruden said, yes, yes, yes. I'll, you know, told Dan, yes, I'll work with, I'll work with RG. Absolutely. You know, he's the guy. Uh, and then it turns out he was never really the guy. And I think that that mm-hmm. was the, the, the nature of how that kind of conversation went. I mean, you know, I hate to go back into memory lane cause that was so long ago, but you know, yeah. uh, it's kind of relative because, you know, RG three, you know, out of nowhere one day just started following me. And, you know, then, uh, you know, a uh, guy sends a, you know, a DM cause you know, my son was born premature guy sends a DM and, you know, prayers to my son cause you know, being premature and, you know, from there with those types of small interactions, I actually became even, you know, a bigger fan because I had appreciated that. Now, I, I, yeah. I don't think was it. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think. I that, no, he wasn't even. He wasn't. He wasn't a Redskin at that time. I don't believe. I, sorry, I'm I'm having a, a, a brain fuck here. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, the fact that he actually, you know, reached out. Those are the types of interactions. So even though he had a, a, a bad rapport with the media when he was in D.C., he learned from it. And now that he's in Baltimore, he's, you know, he does this weird thing on Twitter with these inspirational type things. But, you know, it, and he still gets some hate on Twitter, but I'm also seeing a lot of love for the guy, too. Uh, more love than he got when he Everything was in Everything I've Baltimore, seen in Baltimore, he's, he's a good locker room leader. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of, like, when – you know, when he got signed, um, you know, his mentions went from negative to positive. Um, you know, people were, you know, excited to have him there. They knew he wasn't going to start, but they were, you know, excited to have him there. And then, you know, last year you take a look at it when he re-signed, because I think he signed a one-year deal, but uh, when he, you know, uh, re-signed as a backup, you know, his mentions, you know, were, were phenomenal. And I was happy to see that for him because we definitely did not treat him that way when, when he was here with us. And, I do believe in, in the new age world of social media and not having the fan backing. I think it can play a mental role with 10 years ago. I could never say that because, you know, we didn't have the access, you know, that, you know, we do now. So, uh, or they don't have the access that they do now. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of things that went, you know, went wrong there, but, you know, here we are today, you know, here, here we are today. We, we, we got Haskins, we got, you know, we got a young team, you know, we could, I could sit there and all of us could name all the, you know, exciting new names that we have. Um, but I'm believing that we're going somewhere now. And I think that that's, that's all I need for this season. That's all I need. I'm not, I'm not asking playoffs. I'm not asking to, you know, have a, a 10 and six record, you know, uh, nine and seven record. Hey, if we go, you know, five, six wins this year, that's an improvement obviously from three, but it's, it's still something to build from because we still have missing pieces that, you know, we need to figure out and yet we're, we're heading in the right direction now. And that's really all I need this year to see production out of Haskins and see where we're going, you know, moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I keep thinking to myself though, we have the defensive line that, Basically, most teams would kill for our backups right now, which is a nice yeah. thought because considering where we were as a team three three years ago, which just that was the right after the Jonathan Allen pick, that he was basically all we had, and oh, we had Ionitis too, but he was just starting to come on. But now you have Young and Sweat on the ends, 
you have a rotation of Allen, Payne, Ioannidis, and Settle. Everybody seems to forget about Settle, which I think he's going to – I think this year he's going to boom, too, in a nice rotation setup. And then you have Kerrigan coming off the bench. You have a guy like Ryan Anderson, who is basically going to be your Elvis Dummerville coming off the bench. Because in that last four games, what what did he have? Four sacks in four games? The yeah. last four games of the season? Something something to that effect. But, I mean, you have a defensive line that if the linebackers and secondary even play average, you're going to have a really good defense. And if the Ravens can win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer and their defense, <laughs> then there's always hope. <laughs> Trent Dilfer always you know needs I mean? to bring hope to the fans. I, I love it because exactly. it's funny because it's not the first time I've heard that. He was a hair away from being our quarterback before he chewed it. <laughs> that was the decision at the time, wasn't it? It was between Dilfer and Schuler. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm dating myself with that one. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that definitely was the – he was almost our quarterback, so. But yeah, if if there's there's always hope if, if if our defense if our defense even even plays half as good as we think the line is going to make them, then we should be in some decent shape. You're going to pull out yeah, some wins that you might not even you might not have even thought were possible. Yeah, there's definitely yeah, the ball, some excitement. If, if you look at a lot of our, if you look at final scores of games, obviously it looks like it looks like we got blown out. It looks like we didn't belong. We didn't we didn't deserve to be on even the field. But a lot of those games didn't get out of control until late in the third, late in the fourth. Um, yep. Our defense kept us alive a yep. lot of those games, and it just it came down to the point where our offense, our offensive play calling through Jay Gruden, couldn't keep us on the field long enough for our defense to get a rest. Even though we were a three and twelve team. We were competitive for th- about two, uh, for three quarters. We held the yep. New England Patriots to, to, to nine yep. points for four quarters, and then lost by twenty five. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're, we're not we're not a team that's way out of contention here. No, we we the, the team itself would play half games. Either they'd start out like ass and play a great second half, or they'd play a great first half and end like ass. We were a so, three and twelve team that if we would have won out, we could have won the division. So you know what I mean? Like we yeah. don't have to improve too much and just on paper we we're not a team that's not even like we could be a team that could be a division contender. It, it's not it's, it's it's insane to think of that uh, walking away from a three and twelve season, but it's so, so you're we, saying we were close. Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like like I, I hear a lot of trash talk of the NFC East teams, but I'm like, yo, if we would have won out we would have been, we could have won the division. Like you weren't that impressive either. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think we're too far away from anything. I, I think it really comes down to what, what we what were able to produce this year. Yeah. Agreed. Any, any given yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I like it. Any I given like Sunday. It. <laughs> yeah. And we're putting, and we're definitely putting the, the pieces where it needs to go. I think the biggest concern is do we have all the pieces and obviously we don't, but, you know, we're getting there. We're we're getting into that direction. Um, you know, we're not blowing cap money. Uh, there, there's going to be money for next season. You know, we do have to think about the future, though. How are we going to pay these guys? But 
Uh, Kyle Smith is a, a genius when it comes to um, payroll. So I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to get a lot of that worked out. We might have to lose a guy, but listen, we're, we're not even there yet. You know, I, that's jumping so far ahead. Um, we got well, to take advantage of that's where guys. a guy like Ron Rivera and Kyle step in and sit there and say, hey, are you chasing the money or are you chasing legacy? Because we're building, we're building a legacy. We're building a team that's built to last. If you're looking for a paycheck, then, hey, I can put you anywhere. I'll put you in any other team in the NFL you want to be at. But if you're here to win and you're here to want to, and you want to build a, a Patriots-style dynasty, you can't chase the money because you can't pay everybody. So do well, you want to be a team player or do you, want to be, do you want to be selfish? And that's true because word on the street was saying that uh, Ron Rivera's idea with Trent Williams was, uh, you know, to, to see where his passion's at. Um, you know, he, want, he, he wants, you know, Trent to contract. But, you know, guy took a year off. You know, he wants to, to see where the mindset is. And by Trent not getting what he was looking for, kind of showed me that, you know, Ron, Ron Rivera has uh, some reservations. And I'll be honest with you, I'm okay with those reservations. I mean, you know, as a whole, we, we, we're stuck on all pro. We're stuck on, you know, all pro left tackle, you know, a great left tackle. There's not many of them out there. We're, we're so stuck on that. But, we don't pay attention to the big picture of, you know, the injury history. And, you know, that's the thing with this fan base too, is, uh, you know, we, we get stuck on names and when we're stuck on names, we don't want to let people go. But uh, yeah. truthfully, and truthfully, my, the biggest tweet that I think I had, I was actually surprised gained steam um, was uh, I, I did actually post a picture of RG3 and it said, you know, I made a smart ass comment saying, Remember the time when our uh, quarterback that we had wanted to be here, you know, and of course, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, that triggered some people and, you know, that was the whole point behind it was to, you know, trigger folks because uh, I think that's where, you know, Rivera's at, you know, look, these guys get paid millions of dollars, but Ron Rivera, he's a, you know, hardworking coach. He wants his players to come in and work hard. Uh, He doesn't want that to be, you know, the number one priority. You know, he feels that those dominoes will fall into place. If you produce out on the field, you're going to get what you're asking. Uh, You're going to get what you're worth, but I got to see it. And so it was one of those, you know, let me fill you out type of deals. And Trent was like, "Mm, I'm not interested. You know, I want my money. And Trent was also trying to recoup, you know, the money that he was, uh, you know, had lost last year. So um, I appreciate the fact that we're not just, you know, given in to these players, even though, you know, they have brought so many, you know, good plays and years to the team, but uh, it's proven. It's a new era, buddy. You're either with us or you're not. And, and I think that that's the way it's going to go moving forward. And I think that's the best thing for this team that we have not seen in years. Um, you know, and, and people like to bash on Dan Snyder, but I have to tell you, I give the man credit uh, as of late, he uh, sits back. He's letting his, his guys, you know, uh, that he puts on the payroll, do their, do their jobs. Yep, do their jobs. He hasn't been in anyone's ears. Apparently, he did make a decision with Haskins um, that he was, he was involved in. And I'll have to be honest with you, if I'm an owner of a team, I want to know who my major leader is going to be. I want to be involved in that decision-making. And I don't give a rat's ass what any fucking body says out in the world. Uh, I've invested my hard-earned money in this football team. I want to make the decision on the guy who's going to lead us there. Um, so exactly. if those, 
if those things that were talked about were actually true, I can appreciate that too. And, you know, don't get me wrong, Jan Snyder sucks. Um, but I feel like uh, the, the sucks theory is going to go away now at this point. It's going to take a couple years to do it and, and a lot of progression with this team. But um, I think we're all excited. So, well, listen up, guys. I know I've, I've talked my ear off. I really appreciate you guys coming in and shooting the shit. Um, yeah, I, man, I appreciate you having us. Gonna, yeah, thanks for yeah, having absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that the cast is going to, you know, come to an end. Oh, we got a couple minutes. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, definitely go ahead. Shoot your podcast out. Tell us your Twitter names because um, I, I definitely think I want to put this out um, out there. Like I said, I, I said in the beginning, this isn't going to be perfect. It's kind of Zeke and I first time uh, getting back on. There's going to be other times where I have Redskins rant, a.k.a. Brandon on. Um, the idea behind this, just so you guys know, is uh, I want to get, you know, some callers, get people involved and uh, just make this a shoot the shit bar session. You know, um, I, can I love respect it. Podcasts. I love it. Yeah. I, you know, and, and there's podcasts out there and, you know, that actually get topics and, you know, uh, they're really good. They're fluent. You know, they know what they're doing and, um, you know, but at the end of the day, when you have four or five people, six people in a bar talking, we're all going to talk over each other. That's just the way it is because we're passionate about the things that we want to get across. So, um, you know, no protection to tonight's episode, that's for sure. But uh, I think <laughs> I want to put it out there. So, you know, with yeah, that being said, like I said, you know, what's your, you know, tell us, tell us all what your podcast is and I'll make sure, uh, you know, I let people know about you guys and, and, and see if we can, you know, gain some steam to, you know, appreciate the fact that more and more people want to put content out there about our team. Yeah, go ahead, so Tony. We, go ahead, Tony. we are part of the IWEP network. So when I started this, I actually do five different podcasts. Uh, I'm a psychopath. I do five <laughs> I weekly tell. podcasts. I do, I do, uh, I do interviews with people, um, pretty much just letting people tell their stories. And that's where I started. Uh, I do a pop culture podcast with video games, movies, comic books. I do a pro wrestling podcast. I do a beer podcast. That's what I was recording before we started. We have a whole bunch of beers in front of us at the table. <laughs> and then I just started nice. a podcast called bros on the Warpath, And that's what we're here to plug tonight. So bros on the Warpath. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Bros of the Warpath, or you can find us on Twitter at uh, B Warpath. Am I, am, I, am I correct? That's it. Tony, the other Tony runs our our Instagram. I'm I'm learning how to get better at it. I just go and heart stuff and I retweet stuff. I'm learning. I'm trying to get better. But you can find us at IWEP Network on any major podcast platform, um, Anchor, Spotify, uh, I, iTunes, or Apple, whatever they call it now. Um, we're also on YouTube at IWEP Network. It's just it's just the audio, but we're a little you know a picture here or there, but. Uh, we're, we're always looking to evolve. We have our first episode out, which is all pre-draft stuff, and we're looking to record part two after the draft is over. Um, we're, we're looking to also have fans of other teams that we're playing week by week to call in and kind of debate with us. We want to do more collaborations with other podcasts, so we're, we're open to really anything. Um, but that's where you can find us. You can find us at BWarpath on Twitter, uh, Bros on the Warpath on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you want to listen to our podcast, our link's in our bio. Uh, or our links, we'll always have our newest episode pinned at the top of our Twitter page. Um, but our merch page is there. You can buy some cool merch as well as, uh, you know, showing, showing us that, that support to us. And uh, like I said, thank you guys so much for having us on and, and uh, giving us that love before we even put our first episode out. I really appreciate it. Definitely. We yeah. really appreciate it. 
for those that don't know me, I'm a filterless a hole. <laughs> but I'm the other Tony. I'm the second the second Tony of the group. TNT uh, or dynamite? Yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> a little dynamite. Second Tony. <laughs> But uh, definitely, First of all, I can tell. Have... Uh, sorry, so, I was going to say I could I, I could tell. First Tony has some podcasting experience, and it sounds like to me, Second Tony got a lot of work to do on the social media side. <laughs> definitely, no, Second Tony is my Twitter expert. Um, and he, <laughs> there you go. He, he's my Redskin insider. He has all the Redskin information, and I know how to get the conversation flowing. So we. Listen, where you the best way to make your podcast flow is where you are not where you lack. You need to find your strength and where you're weak, and and that's where Tony is going to be a huge asset to the team. Where his Redskins knowledge and 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 that is going to definitely shine through, and in his insider information. And I'll just keep the conversation flowing. I think we have a really cool thing. I read Twitter. <laughs> well, listen, man. We got we got guys that we're talking to who are tweeted by Darius Geis. Anything's possible. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but yeah, we're we're really really trying to make this. Uh, you know, it, it is it is fun. It is fun to talk about our team, and I, I think it's a really cool thing to to really showcase the fact that we're not from the D.C. Virginia area, and we are from Pennsylvania, and, and we do talk about how we became Redskins fans and how how the Pennsylvania area where we're from is huge into our influence of why we are Redskins fans. Um, their training camp used to be in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which was huge for us. It, being in Pennsylvania, you can go see a training camp of a team that's right it's in our backyard. Away. That's an hour away, and, and, and that, that, that spawned a lot of Redskins fans. Um, then you have a, a Pottsville, Pennsylvania, where Yingling Beer is created, had a team called the Possible Maroons. They won the, they won the NFL championship, and then they got it stripped from them because they played an exhibition game against Notre Dame, and they got stripped against them, because, and they beat, Arizona, they beat the Cardinals. They weren't Arizona at the time, but no. they got the championship stripped, and it ended up bankrolling, bankrupting their team. Their key players went from – Possible Pennsylvania to Boston and became the Boston Reds and then moved from Boston to Washington and became the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Washington history stems right here in Pennsylvania. Right from our hometown. Right from our hometown. So that's why a lot yeah. of our, our area is, is, you know, where our Redskins roots come from, being not from the same state, but that it kind of carried over for us. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, guys. Uh, I got to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. I wish you much, much success on uh, your guys' podcast and all, all the other 10 podcasts that you're doing. Um, you know, and, I, 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 and I'm definitely here to support. So um, you guys are definitely welcome back on the show anytime. Um, and uh, let's get this out there and let's see how much you know fun we can have this season, guys. 100%, man. We're always here. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah, hell to the Redskins. And you know I don't say that often, but hell to the Redskins. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy the rest of the draft. Will do. You do the same. <laughs>